currently happening in our cruise industry today. Join me for Cruise Combos as we discover and learn from cruise industry leaders across the globe, all within 28 minutes. Cruise community, this is Claudine with Lemonade, and we are listening and part of Cruise Combos today, and we have a real epic guest with us today, Julian. Welcome to Cruise Combos. Tell everybody who you are. Hi there, my name is Julian. I'm the CEO of Hapagloid Cruises, the best cruise company in the world you've probably never heard of, but that will be different after today's talk. Oh, I like it. Welcome, Julian. Thank you so much for taking the time to be part of Cruise Combos. Today, we have an epic conversation. Let's get started. But first, I'm going to ask you three questions. All right. Just to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us first. What is your favorite type of drink? I love a good glass of wine, to be honest. And if it's fizzy, it doesn't matter. I love it. And let's see. Do you have a favorite television show? Well, if I find the time, then I do enjoy uh, watching The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I love that show. Awesome. Do you have any pets at home that you can tell us about? (laughs) Only one, but probably that's very German. It's a sausage dog. I love it. Awesome. Julian, that's great. (laughs) The sausage. Is it a girl or a boy? What's the name? It's a boy, and his name is Morseman. Morseman? Yeah. That is. That would. Explaining why that is would lead us so far. Just let me put it this way my kids decided about the name. Oh my goodness, that's so cute. How many kids do you have, Julian? That's two of them. Aw. Well, that's great. Awesome. Well, tell me, Julian, tell us, what drew you in initially into the cruise industry? Well, actually, I'm in the cruise industry a little bit by accident. Um, And to be even more frank, it was my mother-in-law who drew me in because she decided back in 06 to do her first ever cruise. Uh, And she couldn't imagine to do so without taking her daughter, my now wife, with her. So somehow I got invited as well to join and we found ourselves being on board MS Europa, which is our vessel here with Hapagla Cruises. So I was on board and I was not very keen on going because we kind of packed all kinds of suits and tuxedos and what have you in a lot of suitcases in what was called summer holidays. So I was not too optimistic about how that would go. Uh, But on the second night, I was standing with my wife in the Zanzibar at the stern of our vessel. I was looking into the water of the ocean and I was telling her, well, listen, at one day I need to work for this company because if there's a company who can do those things like they do here on board, I need to work with them. And then, well, a couple of years later, I joined. Wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. And Tell me a little bit more. So your first time cruising, what was that like for you? Well, the first time cruising, I was a totally newbie to cruising. And again, this is now 2006, so it's quite a while ago. Uh, And and for me, that felt surprising because it was the good old way of luxury cruising with dinner jackets and tuxedos and formal dinner nights and so forth. But still, I was immediately captivated by the vastness of the ocean, which opens your mind I was curious what the next day would bring, always a new harbor, a new endeavor, new little surprises. And I was 
astonished by the service they were doing. But it's very intimate, personal service, you know, if you get to know each other a bit better after a couple of days on cruising. So that was really mind-blowing for me. I've never experienced that before. It took me a couple of years until I joined. So I joined McKinsey & Company first to be a strategy consultant. But then former CEO of Hypercloid asked me whether I would do a little project for them, which was Europa 2. And so I joined and I stayed. And yeah, I have to say I'm still proud to be a part of this love brand over after more than 10 years. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Julian. And having been in the industry for some time now, have you seen the cruise industry evolve over the years? I'm sure you have. And, you know, what are some of the changes you've noticed since you've been in the industry from when you started? Well, first of all, I think it's fair to say that we've brought a little bit of change into the industry ourselves. So when I started, at least here in Europe, Hyperlite Cruises was more or less the only brand around with uh, luxury cruise vessels as well as expedition vessels on a certain level. Uh, and with the introduction of Europa 2, we kind of went down the road to go for a relaxed luxury, quote-unquote. So one of our mottos was 21 knots and no tie. So we wanted to kind of loosen a bit the strings of classical cruising in the ultra luxury segment and brought the idea of relaxed luxury. It was a first, and there was a lot of discussion about whether or not this would be the right path to follow. However, now we see that this is the industry standard in our segment, as well as to answer your questions, we see a lot more brands following into this little niche where we are operating as well in the ultra luxury segment, as well in the expedition segment. So we see more brands to come, we see more guests into this area of our industry, uh, which is good because there's room for everybody. No, that's excellent. And then that is a huge niche market now. It's growing and you guys are leading the way. That's great. Julian, let's talk a little bit about leadership and marketing. Your background includes roles in marketing and um, and in that side of the business. How is your experience in marketing influencing the decisions you make as a CEO today? Well, you're absolutely right. I, I started my career in doing marketing for consumer goods. Uh, and then with McKinsey, I did marketing and sales projects as well. So yes, there's a strong marketing background. And marketing at the end of the day is nothing else but trying to understand or even better try to define whom you are communicating to and whom you are selling a certain product to. Um, and getting a grip on and wrapping your head around whom you are talking to and whom do you want to position a vessel or a product for is key as well in the cruise industry. And if you are trained to look through these lenses on certain business questions and challenges, that helps a lot and helped me a lot, uh, especially as, let's be honest, um, we market our product to a clientele where we are not necessarily part of. So you need to find ways to understand their needs and behaviors without being part of them as well. And uh, their marketing is a good training. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, that the marketing arm really helps a lot with the luxury crew segment, right? You're definitely, you're really reaching them that way. Yeah, it is. Uh, although uh, you already said it's a niche market uh, and that holds true. So a very small percentage of every society which is target uh, or target audience for us. So the classic marketing toolkit you kind of study at university or you get to learn in the, in the normal one-on-one -on -one of marketing, they don't help us. You need to find 
your own specific ways, very personal, individualized ways of marketing your product. And obviously, it's no secret that digitalization helps a lot in this area. Oh, excellent. Now, as the CEO of Happy Lloyd Cruises, what defines your leadership and philosophy and style? And how do you approach leading a team in the cruise industry? Are there any specific like principles or things that you follow? Share with well, us your insights. First of all, I'm, I'm not too good uh, in talking about myself. But um, uh, however, I, I should uh, leave this question unanswered. So uh, let me give you an example. If I was asked about uh, what do you do, I always said, uh, well, I'm looking after a cruise vessel when I was uh, solely responsible for Europa 2 before my CEO role. Um, and, and I always was saying, I have two children, a dog and a vessel, because this vessel was part of the family because it was part of my everyday life. And if I say everyday <laughs> But this, this thought that our vessels are part of our family kind of explains as well to our leadership. We feel we are a family. The crew on board, the crew ashore, we kind of step in for each other and, 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 we, and we kind of behave a little bit like a little family with all the good and the bad things, you know, uh, like families are. You can debate very intensively, uh, but then uh, you are stepping in for each other if that comes to worse, and if one thing is good about the corona pandemic, then I can clearly say that the idea of being a family and sticking together really lived up to its best there. And yeah, now me being head of the family, uh, that probably explains my my way of thinking about my colleagues and my leadership style. Oh, that's excellent. And you're very humble. Just you didn't even want to talk about yourself. That's incredible. You know, yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, let me kind of paint a picture from from cruising again. Uh, if you are the captain, you're nothing without the guys who are doing the lines on deck. So, um, uh, um, yes, uh, I, I'm happy to be the CEO and I'm uh, I'm very happy with this role. However, uh, it, it's me. I'm, not, I'm nothing without my team. Wow. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Julian. Reflecting on operations of Happy Lloyd Cruises in 2023, you know what are some of the some of the key highlights of, or milestones for the company? Were there any particular strategies or initiatives that played a significant role in shaping this year's success? Well, I'm happy to say that 2023 is a year where we are back and we are strongly back. We are really happy with this year, although in the beginning we still had to work with the negatives of COVID-19 and all the test regimes which were still around in the world. And unfortunately, we see a lot of uncertainty in the world as well if it comes to politics, if it comes to war situations and so on and so forth. And ever since still, we, we managed to have a really good year. We had a year of premiers. We were for the first time in the Antarctic with three expedition vessels. We never did that before, but we didn't have three. Now, after 10 years, we were back in the Great Lakes of North America with our Hanseatic, which is tailor-made to fit through the locks in order to cruise the Great Lakes. That was fantastic. We have, again, done the Northwest Passage, which is another highlight of this year. But then there are little things as well. You can now have legal and binding weddings on all of our vessels. What? Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, if you want to get married and want to have a legally binding act of marriage, then you are happily welcome on any of our vessels. And you now can even do marriages in Antarctica. So while we are talking, we have people uh, getting married in Antarctica, which is pretty cool, I think. 
That is super cool. I think you guys had something out on that not long ago, right? Yeah, that's I correct. I think I read some. Yeah, I read something. I think, yeah, I read something on that. That's amazing. Yeah, so, so that... that's new. But then there are little things as well. Um, we are further enhancing our shore power concept. So the Europa 2 and our Hanseatics were taking shore power in more and more harbors, which is good and makes us very happy. But then there are things as well, uh, coming back to your initial questions, we now pride ourselves on having the biggest champagne selection afloat. So if you're into champagne, uh, welcome on board. We currently serve, I think, over 150 variations of champagne. So, um, Are you serious? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. That is epic. That is really, really cool. I like that. Now, do you find that people go on there and they're like, yeah, this is, this is part of the reason why I picked this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, uh, um, I mean, the, we, we have champagnes, which you can't get hold of uh, ashore because uh, you can't buy them. You need to kind of get your allotment from the makers. And we, for example, do Salon Champagne, which you probably haven't heard because there's so little bottle of that. Where are uh, they from? They're from France. A little uh, champagne maker called Salon, uh, like a saloon, but only one O. And they do so little bottles that you get your allotment. Your allotment is between two and six bottles a year. So, yeah. So that is pretty cool, I have to say. We, we enjoyed our guests, really enjoy that. And they value that because we have a three-star Michelin chef on board. Um, so why shouldn't we have a very nice wine and champagne selection as well? And, and to sum it up, um, we are measuring our guest satisfaction with the Net Promoter Score, NPS. As you know, it's between zero and 100%, which you can achieve as a maximum, but I think 100% is not doable. However, we are averaging around 90, 90, which um, is, from my perspective, probably the best value in the industry. So we are very proud of that. And that makes us looking to 2024 in a very optimistic manner. Wow, absolutely. That's great. And you're right, 90 is really good. Like, I think that's a great number. That's, you know, you remaining at 90 steady. Do you find? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's fluctuating around this value, obviously, from cruise to cruise, but that should be a, our aim and average. Yeah. Congratulations. That's great success and really shows that reflects your leadership as well. Now, Julian, anticipating 2024, looking ahead to the coming year, what can our listeners expect from Happy Lloyd Cruises? in 2024 like are there any exciting developments uh new initiatives emerging trends stuff you foresee shaping the brand in the upcoming year well uh, i mean this will then be our 133rd year of doing cruises and i think in every year ever since we have come up with new and exciting news and 2024 will be no exemption of that. Although we are only close to Christmas, I can't unwrap all the little parcels we have already packed for next year. But what I can say already is we will do again the semi-circumnavigation of Antarctica, of the Antarctic Peninsula. So you mm -hmm. start Schweier, Argentina, and you end in New Zealand. And in between, you just go on the ice of the Antarctic Peninsula, which is a 30-day cruise, which is pretty cool. It's a real adventure, I can say. It's one of the last adventures around. So that's pretty nice. We're looking forward to this. Our Europa will have a big anniversary next year, which we will celebrate in style. But then as well, 
I already saw that we will have new routes and even again new ports. I mean, we do over five or I think even 600 different ports a year, but still we find new ports and we will have new ports in our itineraries as well next year. And then for our guests, we will introduce a completely new price and tariff model. So Hapagloid will have three tariffs, which will make it way easier for our clients and guests to book and to find their right price and their right tariff to fulfill their needs. I know we are not the first in the industry to do so, but uh, it's now new with Hapagloid and for us, it's a big thing as well. That's incredible. You have a lot, like a lot has happened in 2023 and it looks like you guys just keep going and going. 2024 looks incredible as well. Antarctica looks, you know, you said it was 30 days. Yes, you have a 30 day. it takes 30 days to go from uh, Argentina to New Zealand uh, uh, via the Antarctic Peninsula. That is correct. Julian, I love that you said Argentina, not Argentina. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said it correctly. <laughs> uh, we, we, we try to Im immerse a little bit into the areas. And to be honest, our home port is Hamburg in Germany, because that's where the company is. And uh, that's why you have the Hamburg flag on all of our vessels. But the port we're going to most is Ushuaia in Argentina. So that's why uh, there's a lot of commitment to the country and to the port. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Um, Julie, tell tell our listeners, how many vessels do you have in total? Uh, at the moment, we have five vessels, three uh, vessels of our Hanseatic class, which are luxurious uh, expedition vessels, and two uh, vessels of our Europa class, which are ultra-luxury uh, vessels. By the way, all tell of me. them just got five stars from the inside Sky to Cruising, and uh, therefore we are the only fleet in the world which five-star vessels um, concerning to this guide. Um, so what? pretty pleased with that. Congratulations. That I is incredible. Yeah. So how did you guys get that? Like, was there a process or how did that happen? Or you got well, uh, the, the inside guide to cruising, which was um, called the Berlitz Guide to Cruising for the last 20 years, it's, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's a cruise testing guide, if you want to put it this uh -huh. way. And they come on board, they test your vessels, they rely on independent test persons uh, where we don't know who they are, and they kind of give their feedback, as well as letters from our guests and so on and so forth. And then they have a secret kind of point scheme and come up with points. And at the end of the day, they collect the points and they sum it up. And since 10 years, Europa 2 collects the most points. And now we are priding ourselves that five out of five are under the top five. <laughs> so what else? Can you wow. In like, incredible. Well done. Congratulations you to much. you and to your entire team. That is, that is excellent. Like, you know, you think of excellence, you want to be at that level, right? Absolutely. That is our goal every day. But to be honest, the even overarching goal is to make our guests happy and to make sure that we have experience and moments which they will always remember. That, that is number one. The rest follows. Yeah, definitely. Julian, where are your most of your guests coming from? Like, what is your, your target area? Like, Germany? Well, we are a German company. We're a German-based company. Mm -hmm. So um, we have, uh, obviously, a strong clientele from Germany, Austria, Switzerland, so from German-speaking countries. We see a lot of people now, every year, even more people from abroad coming in. So... 
the US actually is an interesting market for us, as well as the UK. While we are talking, we have a lot of people from Taiwan and even from China on board. So we are positioning our vessels more and more international, and we are happy to welcome people from all over the world, acquaint them with our way of doing things. You're diversifying a lot. Like people are seeing, wow, I want to try this line or they've heard or, you know, this is great. You know, I think it was, I don't know, nine to 10 years ago, I was uh, uh, in New York and uh, we had a little press conference and uh, an editor of the New York Times wrote about the best cruise line you never heard about. In his article, he said, well, there's a special way about German hospitality and the way they're doing things. And if you look around in the world, five-star hotels, you tend to find quite frequently hotel directors, which are from German-speaking or Northern European countries. So that's, that's the way we do things. I'm not saying that we do it better, but we do it differently and we like it. And so maybe your listeners want to try it, but can only congratulate them for the decision that they do. No, that's excellent. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've never cruised with you. That is a scandal in its own. You have to cruise with us. <laughs> yes, Fran and I from Sea uh, Trade. She's hmm. our producer. We're going to come. <laughs> but Absolutely. it's interesting to hear. I love the perspective and like you've painted a picture of what your brand represents and what your brand offers. It's beautiful. I, I, you know, I, I thought of your brand before and, you know, you, you hear, you see, you imagine, but when I'm, I'm hearing it from you, you painted a picture and I love that. It just, all of a sudden you just put your brand way up for me. It's uh it's incredible. And congratulations again, you, you, you and your entire team have really done amazing work thank you very much yeah we're trying hard we're doing our best uh, and as you say quality is the sum of the little details um, and that's uh, what keeps us busy every day what is that again quality is the, the sum of the little details um, i love that that is beautiful now julian you've been with us almost half an hour i'm gonna ask you our very last question all right this is, this is the question we ask every guests that we have and the question is are you ready uh, i am ready the pressure is on get excited julian come on i am more than that <laughs> i hope it's not about my sausage dog <laughs> all right so last question is if you look back at your younger self if there could be one piece of advice what would you tell your younger self i have to say that there are probably three things i will tell myself uh, in the younger stage the first thing is, be a little patient. Good things come to those who wait, at least a little. Um, the second thing is, do things you love and your job will not be work. And the third thing, and that's the most important, it's always the people that matter. Wow. Julian, I love that advice. I truly, truly love it from the heart. I have never met you in person. And I was in Hamburg, but I look forward to meeting you and at least getting a picture with you. I thought you were pretty cool, and that's why I invited you on the show. But now that I've, you know, had the opportunity to talk to you, you went way up in my books. I really think the world of you, and I love your leadership style. Thank you so much for being part of Cruise Combos with us. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, Julian. Keep shining. Take care. Bye. 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 -bye.